Hi, everybody, and welcome to Macro Markets with Guggenheim Investments, where we invite leaders from our investment team to offer their analysis of the investment landscape and the economic outlook. I'm Jay Diamond, head of thought leadership for Guggenheim Investments, and I'll be hosting today. We are recording this episode on May 26, 2022. Today, we will be joined by Matt Bush, U.S. economist for Guggenheim Investments and a managing director in our macroeconomic and investment research group. Matt will bring us up to date on the macroeconomic outlook and do a deep dive on the minutes from the last meeting of the Federal Open Market Committee. After that, we will answer a couple of questions we received from listeners of our prior episodes. But first, let's check in with Matt Bush. Matt, the microphone is yours. Thanks, Jay. Recent economic data in the U.S. has been a mixed bag, with the still generally strong economic expansion starting to show pockets of weakness. The April retail sales report was strong, with sales up 0.9%, even after a big upward revision to March, and even with a drag from lower gasoline prices. Retail sales continued to trend higher on a nominal basis due to higher prices, but the trend in real retail sales has been largely flat for several months now, which is consistent with the commentary from big retailers that we've heard in recent weeks. The industrial production report was better than expected for April, with a particularly notable gain for motor vehicle manufacturing, which rose to the highest level in over a year. Some easing in the semiconductor shortage is expected to help production recover further, which in turn should take some pressure off both new and used car prices. Elsewhere in the data, signs of cooling economic momentum were evident. Housing starts were down 0.2% in April, and building permits fell even more. And even worse were new home sales, which collapsed nearly 17%. Higher mortgage rates have clearly started to weigh on housing demand. And on the supply side, home builders are struggling with continued material and labor shortages that have caused record long completion times. Manufacturing surveys have also been weak recently, with both the Empire and Philly Fed manufacturing surveys showing big declines in the May readings. The one good piece of news in the reports were some easing in price pressures and some improvement in supply chain stress. So this combination of slowing demand and easing supply constraints should help goods prices continue to cool off in the next several months. And finally, the leading economic index declined 0.3% in April, and the year-over-year reading slowed to 4.7%, the lowest of this cycle. That's still a healthy level overall, but it is consistent with the slowdown of GDP growth in the next few quarters. We recently revised down our GDP growth expectations for this year. We now expect around 1.8% real GDP on a Q4 over Q4 basis. A big slowdown from 2021, but still well away from recession territory. And it's also worth noting that much of the weakness in the data is coming from the goods sector, which really shouldn't be surprising given that a shift in spending away from goods and towards services was widely expected as pandemic effects faded and spending patterns rebalanced. Underlying domestic demand remains strong, tracking around 3% annualized for the second quarter. Despite the softer trend in economic data, the Fed looks set to continue with 50 basis point rate hikes as it moves policy expeditiously back to a more appropriate setting. The minutes from the May FOMC meeting pointed to a very strong economy with an extremely tight labor market and very high inflation. This economic picture calls for 50 basis point rate hikes at the next couple of meetings, according to the minutes. Although interestingly, the minutes noted that raising rates quickly now would open the door to take a step back later this year to assess how much more tightening is needed. In our view, this means a downshift to 25 basis point rate hikes in the fall, 
as economic growth will have cooled further and we expect more progress will, will be made in bringing down inflation. To that end, the minutes noted that inflation may no longer be worsening and that labor supply looks to be improving as pandemic-related factors fade and as eroding real incomes draw people back into the labor force. So in all, we may be past the peak of Fed hawkishness. The Fed still needs to deliver with the rate hikes priced into the market, but with the sharp tightening of financial conditions that we've seen, some softening in economic growth, and signs that inflation has peaked, the Fed should be able to back off a bit with its hawkish rhetoric for now. That's all from me. Back to you, Jay. Thanks, Matt. Now, we haven't done this before on macro markets, but a couple of listeners emailed follow-up questions for prior podcast guests who supplied answers. I'll read the exchanges now, but if any listener wants to send in a question or a comment, just send them to the following email address, macromarkets at guggenheiminvestments.com. Okay, our first letter comes from Harold in Connecticut, who had a question for Alan Lee, head of our municipal bond sector group, who was a guest on episode 12 of Macro Markets. Harold asked, It is straightforward to see how inflation can squeeze the margins of corporate issuers, but do municipal bonds suffer the same kind of exposure? Here is Alan's answer. Thanks, Harold. Municipal issuers with operating risk, such as hospitals and higher education institutions, will face the same kinds of margin squeeze. Hospitals already report wage inflation from traveling nurses, while universities have reported above-trend growth in administration expenses. Credits that are more like pass-throughs, such as sales tax or property tax bonds, are less affected. Regardless, municipal obligors are rarely completely immune from major shifts in the economy, and investors should examine inflationary impacts on an issuer-by-issuer basis. Thanks, Alan. Now, Our second letter comes from Juanita in New York, who had a question for Maria Giraldo, investment strategist for the firm, who was our guest on episode 13. Juanita asked, The markets seem to have quieted down since mid-May. Can you provide us with an update on spreads and yields in high-yield debt? And would you be a buyer here? Here is Maria's answer. Thanks, Juanita. High-yield spreads widened another 100 basis points in May to 480 basis points. Index yields are approaching 8%, with double Bs at 6.2%, single Bs at 8.3%, and triple Cs at a 12% yield. Yields are now at their highest level since about May or June of 2020, depending on the rating. We believe that the high-yield default rate will be about 3% over the next 12 months, and we estimate a 1.8% loss rate for a net yield of about 6.2%. Spreads are more than compensating for our expected 12-month default rate. A bear case could see the default rate at about 8%, but this would be in the event of a deep recession. The bear case would result in about a 5% portfolio loss rate for a net yield of about 3%, which is just about breaking even with current treasury yields. But the upside is that we would lock in higher yields on the balance of the portfolio that survives, about 95% of it, 
So over a longer term view, an 8% yield looks attractive for income seekers. Mark-to-market risk could be material in a bear case scenario, however, since markets tend to overcorrect by more than fair value in pullbacks. Thanks, Maria. And there you have it. Thanks to our listeners for sending in questions and to Alan and Maria for providing their answers. If you have any questions for our podcast guests, please send them to macromarkets at guggenheiminvestments.com and we will do our best to answer them either on air, on a future episode, or offline. My thanks once again to Matt Bush for joining us today and thanks to all of you who have joined us for our podcast. I'm Jay Diamond and we look forward to gathering again for the next episode of Macro Markets with Guggenheim Investments. In the meantime, for more of our thought leadership, visit guggenheiminvestments.com perspectives. So long. Important notices and disclosures. One basis point is equal to 0.01%. Investing involves risk, including the possible loss of principal. Stock markets can be volatile. Investments in securities of small and medium capitalization companies may involve greater risk of loss and more abrupt fluctuations in market price than investments in larger companies. The market value of fixed income securities will change in response to interest rate changes and market conditions, among other things. Investments in fixed income instruments are subject to the possibility that interest rates could rise, causing their value to decline. High-yield securities present more liquidity and credit risk than investment-grade bonds and may be subject to greater volatility. Investors in asset-backed securities, or ABS, including mortgage-backed securities, or MBS, and collateralized loan obligations, or CLOs, generally receive payments that are part interest and part return of principal. These payments may vary based on the rate loans are repaid. Some asset-backed securities may have structures that make their reaction to interest rates and other factors difficult to predict, making their prices volatile, and are subject to liquidity and valuation risk. CLOs bear similar risk to investing in loans directly, such as credit, interest rate, counterparty, prepayment, liquidity and valuation risks. Loans are often below investment grade, may be unrated, and typically offer a fixed or floating interest rate. This podcast is distributed or presented for informational or educational purposes only and should not be considered a recommendation of any particular security, strategy or investment product, or as investing advice of any kind. This material is not provided in a fiduciary capacity, may not be relied upon for or in connection with the making of investment decisions, and does not constitute a solicitation of an offer to buy or sell securities. The content contained herein is not intended to be and should not be construed as legal or tax advice and or a legal opinion. Always consult a financial tax and or legal professional regarding your specific situation. The opinions contained herein are subject to change without notice. Forward-looking statements, estimates and certain information contained herein are based upon proprietary and non-proprietary research and other sources. Information contained herein has been obtained from sources believed to be reliable, but are not assured as to accuracy. No part of this material may be reproduced or referred to in any form without express written permission of Guggenheim Partners LLC. There is neither representation nor warranty as to the current accuracy of nor liability for decisions based on such information. Past performance is not indicative of future results. 
Guggenheim Investments represents the following affiliated investment management businesses. Guggenheim Partners Investment Management LLC, Security Investors LLC, Guggenheim Funds Distributors LLC, Guggenheim Funds Investment Advisors LLC, Guggenheim Partners Advisors LLC, Guggenheim Corporate Funding LLC, Guggenheim Partners Europe Limited, Guggenheim Partners Fund Management Europe Limited, Guggenheim Partners Japan Limited, GS Gamma Advisors LLC, and Guggenheim Partners India Management.